0: the sorority nutritionist. I'm a weight loss coach and registered dietitian that knows exactly how to help you lose 10, 20, 30, or more pounds all while having fun. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women from around the world look and feel amazing by following my proven framework. Welcome to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist podcast. I am here with two amazing clients, you guys, this is going to be epic, Mallory and Sarah. Mallory is a 29-year-old fourth-year litigation associate at an internal, international, oh my goodness, law firm, guys. She's a Florida native living in Miami, but left the Sunshine State for law school in New York City. She was a pretty serious ballerina for most of her life, which led to some problematic relationships with body image and food. College, at a party school, and then the stresses of being a law student and then an attorney have contributed to a lot of ups and downs with weight. A recent jump to the highest ever number on the scale the same week she came across the sorority nutritionist led her to reach out. She's excited to have a program that can change her mindset and be the beginning of a lifestyle transformation with an amazing group of supportive women along for the ride. On today's episode, we also have Sarah, who is a 37-year-old mom and corporate counsel for a company based in Houston. She's been practicing law for 12 years. She's also a wife to her husband of seven years and a mom to two little boys. She's a texas native. Native living in Houston since 2005 and attended Baylor University for undergrad and grew up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. A year ago, she was at her heaviest weight after having two kids and a constant yo yo dieting. She slowly lost weight over the last year, but met a hurdle with the pandemic and put back on several pounds. She's excited to have this program to assist her weight loss. She also enjoys riding her Peloton, hell yeah, and doing Baptiste Power Yoga. Welcome, Mallory and Sarah. Hello. Hi. So excited you guys are here. That was a long intro. Thanks for bearing with me. I am so pumped you guys are here. And really for the listeners today, I'm really excited to interview Mallory and Sarah and have them share their experiences, not just because they're badass and they're seeing results and progress and are so amazing to work with, but because they're busy AF. They're lawyers, they're attorneys, they're doing big things for the world and they're still managing to prioritize themselves and they have the same struggles as you guys. So I'm so pumped to have this conversation conversation with them. I first want to start off with you guys and talk about where you started out on your journey to where you're at now. So if anyone would like to kind of chime in, where did
1: you start out and how did you get to where you are today? Hey, it's Sarah. So I think for me, it's been kind of a culmination of a lot of years. I have a five-year-old son. And so I think I was at my lowest weight when I got married seven years ago. And then it's just slowly progressed since then because of working full-time and then getting pregnant with both my sons. I just kept going back and forth on my weight. And then a year ago, I kind of looked in the mirror and was just like aghast at what I saw. And it was kind of a moment for me where I just decided I needed to make a change for myself and for my family and to be a good example for my kids. And So that's kind of how I started. That's awesome. Thank
0: you so much for sharing. And I think so many other women can resonate no matter how old you are, if you have kids or not, or you know whatever you do for work, that, that moment when you see yourself in the mirror in a picture, and it's almost like you either don't recognize yourself or you're just like, how did this happen? That can be such a catalyst for change. But what you do with that change and that motivation is so important.
2: So for me, it's been about probably 10 years of significant ups and downs while I tried different diets and workout regimens and anything that I could get my hands on to try to get back to the weight that I see myself in my head. And, you know, I've done what I can, but I hit a wall after starting this job, especially because time is just not something I have. And for me, I got sick during the pandemic, had to go to the hospital and they weighed me. And I had not looked at my weight in quite some time. And I just didn't believe them. I I laughed and said, that can't be correct. And then they weighed me again the next day on a different scale. And it was exactly the same. So I was just shocked. And I knew that that wasn't healthy. That's so far from where I've ever been. And it was time to do something about it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So with you guys and being in the field of work that you are in, how has your job and your time with having such limited time really have impacted your weight loss goals and food habits overall? Uh, For me, it's, it's
2: definitely lack of time. There's just not enough hours in the day. And with the few hours that I have of personal time, meal prepping hasn't really been a priority. Working out hasn't been a priority. I'm trying to see my friends and family and have some semblance of social life and me time. So it's really about learning that it doesn't need to be an all consuming process and that taking time for myself can include really enjoying movement and being healthy. It's not a burden.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel like the biggest misconception and hear me out guys is weight loss has to be this miserable process where you have to force yourself to exercise. You have to force yourself to meal prep like those Pinterest girls that, you know, are wearing the sports bra on the really tight shorts or whatever situation is going on there, standing in front of their meal prep containers for the entire week. Like that is not fun. And what I'm hearing Mallory, that was so important for you on when you first started off was fitting in this into not only the limited time that you have, but still enjoying your life because your time is so precious. You need to enjoy that time and you don't want to be miserable having to diet just to get to that goal weight.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's been the same as for Mallory. It's just working a full-time job that's demanding, and then also taking care of my two little boys and managing all of that. I had to decide to like let some things go. And one of those was worrying about my diet because it just became too much for me on top of everything else. And the problem with that is I stopped worrying about it. And this year specifically, I stopped worrying about it when all of the pandemic stuff started and I just ate a lot of good food that I enjoyed eating, but bad food for my diet and the pounds just came back on. So I think a lot of it is just learning and what I've learned through your program is finding that balance, even when I am really busy but knowing that it's good to make it a priority and it's not difficult. Absolutely. Now
0: I have to ask guys, losing weight is hard, but losing weight when you're busy and you're under a lot of stress and pressure. I mean, when you have a big proposal or contract or a big case coming up, right? And you need to get that shit done. It is really hard to also then prioritize. Oh yeah, I do want to look and feel amazing, which I mean, arguably I think is really important when you're standing in front of a room of people, it makes you a better lawyer and more confident in yourself. But what struggles did you face when you first began and really committed yourself to actually making a change when it comes to your weight.
1: I think for me, it was just really taking the time to think about the food I'm eating and not just, I have a brief moment to eat lunch, so I'm just going to shove whatever I have in my face. Oh, but yeah. really think, you know, it's just as easy to grab a salad with those good veggies and the carbs and the protein than it is to pick up fast food somewhere because it's quick. I think for me, just learning that was just as easy as the other alternatives has kind of been, you know, a challenge that I'm still working through and understanding. And I think it really just goes back to time, finding the time to do it. I think
0: also setting yourself up for success, like... We don't have to cook this crazy exotic meal for lunch every day. You know what I mean? Especially being home. I know all of us work at home. Long story short, if you set yourself up for success with easy options, mix and match a healthy balanced meal and then have those calories either pre-tracked in MyFitnessPal or you have a rough idea of how many calories it is and you're doing it in the moment. If we can reduce the time for error or the opportunity for error, oh, you're going to be solid and then you're going to be able to lose weight. But it's almost this lack of planning
1: and this busy schedule. It's like, no shit, of course we're getting off. Track. Right. Yeah. The planning for me has been the biggest difference because now I know, like, on Sundays when I go to the store. I buy items that I want to have for lunch during the week, and I know when I go downstairs to make lunch. Whenever I eat lunch, that those items are available for me, and I'm not staring at the fridge like, "Oh my gosh, I'm starving. What am I going to eat?" Real talk: standing in front of the fridge when you're dieting and you're
0: like, "I don't know what I'm allowed to eat," or you know, you're just so tired and you're like, "I don't want to have to think about it." Like we have to dumb it down, make it as simple as possible, so we just make those good choices. I completely agree, Mallory. What have what did you struggle with when you first began your journey? So I totally
2: echo everything Sarah has to say about time, but I would add that for me, stress is a huge component. And I was seeing food as a comfort when I was stressed. So I would not eat all day because I was going, going, going. And be starving at midnight when I would get home after some hectic stuff. And then I just want to eat mac and cheese or pizza. Even if I did prep something and I do have something great in my fridge, I don't want that. Or someone will, if we're all working late at the office together, they'll order in a pizza. And it's really tempting to have that. And so now it's about learning that food is not a reward and food isn't going to make me feel better. It, the 10 minutes after I've eaten that, I don't feel better than I did before. I actually feel sometimes a little bit sick. And Making sure that I'm taking the time to eat during the day makes it so I don't get to that point where I'm just ravenous and will eat the first thing in front of me.
0: I love that. I love what you're talking about with food as a reward too, especially with what you guys do. And I mean, when you win a case, or you know, when you've accomplished something for a client, or you just accomplished a day. You know, some days can be really hard. Like, power to us for even getting through them. Using food as a reward at the end of the day because you did a good job. Food is comfort. I mean, if I have a bad day, hell yeah, I want to order some pizza. But if you're doing every day and your weight's going up, this is the problem, right? So we have to improve our relationship to food and also understand like what foods are worth it for those indulgences. Don't just eat something because it's in front of you and everyone's ordering Uber Eats. Order with purpose and intention and have it fit your calories and then you're going to still get the results too. Now I'm kind of curious, what types of diets have you guys tried in the past before coming on to sorority, nutritionist, weight loss? And learning the method? So for me, I tried a lot of things. So I did some really unhealthy
2: things for a while. I was dancing with restriction and then binging and purging. It was not great. And then I did Weight Watchers for about 10 years. I tried intermittent fasting. I tried one of those smoothie reset diets where I was drinking different colored smoothies throughout the day that was horrible I was so hungry
0: no, you did not Mallory. So diet.
2: we did it together and I was like sure sounds great I was I just wanted to chew something guys I just wanted to chew I've tried Instagram BS but I've seen like those girls in those tiny shorts with their meal prep kits but uh, okay. it didn't work it, up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it didn't work I just blindly followed the plan and then as soon as the plan was over I had no idea what to do Absolutely.
1: And that's a recurring theme. Now, Sarah, what diets have you been on before for joining? Like Mallory, I ventured into Weight Watchers for about 10 years. And I think it works. It's a program that works really well for some people. And it worked well for me at different times during those 10 years. But for me, I needed something that would teach me a lifetime way of eating healthier to where I didn't have to track food for the rest of my life, because I felt a lot of anxiety when I would think about even when I would get to my optimal weight, I was still going to have to track points to maintain that weight. And that works well for some people. But for me, it wasn't going to work. And I had to kind of accept that. I've also done the restrictive diets where you limit the size of each portion of food to a particular container size. I did that for a bit. I just found myself after about two weeks of doing that, just wanting to eat all the food all the time because I felt deprived. I think between that and the other program, for me, it was just learning that those programs where I felt deprived was when I did my worst binging after them because I'm stubborn and I want to eat what I want to eat. And darn you for telling me that I can't have this taco... (laughs) or a slice of cake, because I'm going to show you, and I'm going to eat it.
0: (laughs) And I couldn't agree more. And I think also with those diets too, it's not just the fact that you're restricting those foods. It's also because you're eating so few calories. And when you think of those like meal prep containers, for instance, that's not personalized to you, your weight, how much weight you want to lose, your dieting history, all these different things. And without going into specifics, Sarah, you're not eating like a 1000 calories a day, you're eating some good calories per day, you're feeling satisfied. It's such a total myth that you need to be starving to lose weight, because all those programs and what I'm hearing from both of you is you kind of have to feel starving and super deprived to be able to see those results when in reality, I would say you're doing that all wrong because it just leads to the bingeing. For sure. Yeah, I agree. So thinking back to day one, when you guys first looked in the mirror, saw a photo of yourself, got on that scale at the doctor's, when you had that like, oh shit moment, I really, I need to get this done. And you had that fire lit under your ass, as I like to say. How did you get over the feelings of overwhelm when you began your journey? knowing that the odds were almost against you guys, you work a very hectic job, you're stressed, food is not a first thing that comes to mind. How did you get over those feelings of overwhelm?
1: For me, it was realizing that it was manageable. I was nervous going into your program because of the calorie tracking on top of everything else that I was dealing with. And it's actually been very enlightening for me. I now realize that, like you say, it's like spending money. And I actually stop myself and think, is this bag of chips worth the 150 calories that I'm about to eat? Or would I prefer something else later in the day? And for me, that's been a big game changer, because that bag of chips isn't going to satisfy me the same way as something else might later in the day. And so I think... Slowly learning that over the first week of the program helped me understand that it's not as scary as I thought. Working within the calorie range that I have isn't as hard as I thought it would be. And I can still have things that I really like, which was the other part that I was nervous about going into was feeling that deprivation. But I haven't felt deprived, to be honest. And I have a whole new appreciation for protein and the amazing things it does for you <laughs> when you actually eat protein. Amen. I totally have to interrupt
0: before Mallory responds to this question. Guys, if you are not eating protein every meal, you are missing out. And that is why you're probably not losing weight. Eating protein every meal. And let me tell you, like I'm letting you in on a TSM secret. You literally have to eat protein every meal to lose weight. Yeah, all food has calories, but that protein is just going to fill you up. And it's really going to help with the binging. Also, you struggle with that too. I mean, it makes sense if you're hungry. If you're Literally setting yourself up for overeating and binging. So that protein, killer. Love that, Sarah. Now, Mallory, how did you get over that overwhelm? So I'm a perfectionist. And for me, it was telling myself that this
2: wasn't all a zero-sum game. It was small steps I needed to take at a time. And that's what I like once I saw your online system, that there were things I could complete. And I was doing something different each few weeks that I didn't need to jump in immediately to being perfect. And so it's been like a series of small steps, every choice, just like with Sarah, this bag of chips. Is that really what I want to eat? Is that going to fill me up now? Or can I eat a cheese stick and apples and with protein that is going to make me not hangry in an hour and a half and snap at people on my conference call? So realizing that it's about small choices and small things, that helps me get through it. Because if I look at the whole big picture, I get paralyzed.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense. I think so many other programs, it's like you immediately have to cut out all these foods. There's a good food list bad food list where in reality, I mean, you don't have to go so cold turkey on things. You don't have to be so perfect. I love that Mallory. It's so much more about taking one meal at a time and then breaking down the next three months, you know, weekly, right? It feels so much more realistic and attainable that way. And I'd argue it's going to help you be more successful, especially when you have so much other stuff going on. Like this has to fit your life. Those other programs did not fit your life.
1: Yeah, I think you're so right, Lauren. And for me too, it was after dinner, I like to have a sweet treat. And it's just something that I like. And I've been doing it since college that kind of like seals the day for me to have something sweet after dinner. And when I started your program, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to do that anymore because it wouldn't fit into my day. But just kind of learning your method and what Mallory said about like, these are the steps and you can portion out your calories and how you want to spend them. And it's been working really well for me because I'm not overdoing it on the sweets, but I am having like 150 calorie sweet after dinner. And I've let myself be able to do that by making sure I eat well throughout the day. so. So basically you're saying you've lost weight eating ice cream
0: after dinner every day. This is what I left. After. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Amazing. Talk about inspiration, guys. But, real talk, we're talking so much about your food choices. I want to know. What did each of your diets look like before versus now? What were some of the changes you guys have actually made? And I think that'll be so inspirational for the people listening and the women out there that also are hoping to achieve the same results that you guys have.
2: So for me, the biggest difference has been protein. I know that we probably already touched on that a little bit. I never thought about that. Protein was an easy way for me when I was doing something that had points or I was just looking at calories to cut. If I ate less of the meat, then I just had a plate of basically like broccoli for dinner. Then I thought I was staying more into my program, but I was still hungry later. So protein and then the other thing I was doing a lot at work was just mindless snacking. If I was eating, it was like pulling something out of the drawer on my desk. And so now having planned snacks that are protein filled snacks and also involve usually something crunchy that I can like get that
0: satisfaction from. Absolutely. And that's going to prevent me from binging and making even worse decisions later on. And it's so interesting with, you know, how different programs and just even like arbitrary rules is really how I like to think of it with some of these other programs out there like we're not thinking about what that food is doing to you. We're just thinking about the core content. Now, don't get me wrong. I preach calorie tracking and understanding what amount of energy, which is calories that you get in your food, but just because something is lower calorie like broccoli, like awesome, broccoli is amazing, but broccoli is not dinner, right? And it makes complete sense why you were getting more hungry. You know, sometimes I feel like we almost shoot ourselves in the foot by going for these lower calorie foods because these diet programs are promoting them. And broccoli is damn healthy for you. Definitely not trying to shit on broccoli. But if you don't have this balance, it makes complete sense why we're not able to stick with it long-term.
1: Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as Mallory. For me, it was, you know, my breakfast before starting your program was, I don't think really had any protein in it. And so I was starting my days off eating like a bowl of cereal and maybe some oatmeal occasionally or some other type of pastry because I love pastries. And I was finding myself starving by like 10, 30 every morning and having a snack in the middle of the morning. And then, you know, my lunches were generally okay. But like afternoons, just a lot of mindless snacking, not even like portioning out anything, just kind of eating... As I went throughout the afternoon, and, you know, I think just understanding I need to have that protein to stay full and to keep my metabolism straight throughout the day. And having like two eggs in the morning has really helped me throughout the rest of the day because I'm kind of kicking the day off feeling like full. And so I haven't had a lot of moments in the last six weeks where I felt like I wanted to binge, where I was just starving and ravenous and I wanted to sit down and just shove my face. And so what I've learned is that I can maintain this feeling throughout the entire day. So I don't have those moments, like Mallory said, around two or three, where I feel like I just need to eat something because I'm so starving. And I think that after the program ends, I'm excited to carry forward having that information. The
0: power of two eggs. I never thought I would say that. I mean, I put it this way in my own life. If I don't eat a balanced breakfast when I'm hungry in the morning, I'm just constantly all day playing catch up. So by 3pm, I'm like, Wow. All of the snacks in my cabinet look amazing. Like I want to eat them all. (laughs) So that's what was happening to you guys. And I've personally experienced that myself. And it's so important to just get that satisfaction as we're trying to lose weight. It is still (laughs) so important to get satisfied. Now, I want to talk about calorie tracking briefly with you guys. How did you fit in calorie tracking with your hectic and chaotic work schedules?
1: I think for me, it's just doing it sometimes while I'm eating the food or like right after I eat the food. Otherwise I forget. And then for dinners, I try to clean out my dinners during the week. And so what I will do sitting here in the middle of the afternoon, I know what I'm going to make for dinner that night and I'll like go ahead and pre-track it. Then it tells me how many calories I'll have left after incorporating dinner. And so then I know like, okay, I can go have protein and a carb snack. And then I can still have my treat after dinner, or I can have my glass of wine till my kids are in bed. And so that's really how it's helped. I love that. And I was going to mention the calorie bank too. I think
0: pre-tracking can be positive and negative. I love pre-tracking for busy women like you guys, where you can start to also experiment and learn how to spend your calorie money and really have you stop and be like, is this worth it? Is this an intentional food that I want to be having? I think with proper coaching, this won't happen. But what I do see as a negative downfall with pre-tracking is that not honoring what we also want at the end of the day and really reflecting on the fact that weekly averages do matter most. So if you go over, like you are not sabotaging causing your weight loss goals, like obviously every single day over. Yeah, you know, we have a situation, but at the end of the day, if you go over one day and you're really on point with your calories other days, no biggie. But pre-tracking is a really awesome tip. I love that. What about you, Mallory?
2: So I was going to, echo a lot of things Sarah said, but I guess the one thing I can really emphasize is I guess it's something that I learned from my job because I have to bill my time like every six minutes. So I've been equating that with calorie tracking in my head. I know for work, if I don't track my time that day, then I will miss small chunks of time. And that's time I'm basically not getting paid when you think about it. So same with calories, like that's sneaky weight gain that I'm not noticing. If I don't track it, pretty consistently either as I'm eating it or like at the end of the day before I go to sleep. By tomorrow, I might forget that I had that handful of whatever. So that's been the biggest thing for me is consistency so that I don't lose my calorie money like I could lose my work money if I don't
0: bill. You know, I love a good analogy. That's like an awesome (laughs) analogy. I love it. Really, really cool guys. What were some of the biggest fears when you guys first started around losing weight?
1: The biggest fear I have of all is losing the weight and then gaining it back and not being able to like sustain the weight loss long-term. That's always been a biggest fear of mine. And I usually end up sabotaging myself at some point because of that. And so it's been nice to feel like a consistent weight loss through your program. I've said this before about other, oh, I'm developing good habits from other programs, but then I didn't. Like I feel inside of me, sounds so corny, but I feel like a change in how I look and think about food and, you know, how it fills me in how I feel afterwards and um, from not eating terrible food all the time like I was doing beforehand. I'm confident in myself and losing the weight even after the program and continuing to keep it off. I love that. And I really appreciate and I don't know how, how
0: Mallory's gonna quite answer this question, but I really appreciate you sharing the fear around gaining the weight back. I think that's such a fear that we often don't talk about. And I know I probably asked both of you guys this. I always ask my clients when they're first trying to potentially work with me, like why is this time going to be different? And I think everyone listening to this podcast episode needs to remember and ask themselves this question. Why is this time going to be different than all of those times in the past that you have dieted before? And I think when you get to the root of that answer with you know the habit change and obviously getting the right information, that is what really produces a transformation because it's awesome to you know do a program for 30, 60, 90, even six months or a year, but true success is really doing this for your entire life. And that's really the mindset we need to have for sure. I love that. Mallory, did you have any other specific fears similar to Sarah's? I'd say it's very similar to Sarah's. I was just afraid I was going to fail. And
2: I didn't know if that meant gaining the weight back or not losing it in the first place or not being able to keep with the program in some other way because this is the biggest commitment I've ever made to like an actual real life change. The other stuff, no one was holding me accountable. No one was knowing if I didn't do well or, you know, I didn't have any real time or money invested in those programs. So I guess I kind of thought that if I failed here, then that meant I had no shot. Like if I couldn't do something this big, make this big commitment to myself and succeed, then
1: that was it.
0: Yeah. Especially, I mean, I know you mentioned perfectionism before. I think that can really hold us back when it comes to weight loss because we think it has to be perfect. And I mean, let's be real. Like you guys go through a lot of school to get to where you're at and to get there, you have to have some level of perfectionism and, you know, showing up, you can't just skirt your way right through law school. Like it takes a lot of time. So you've been ingrained and programmed to be a perfectionist. I think it can kind of manifest into our health related goals. And it'd be really difficult to make a change because it's like this all or nothing thing. I either pass this diet or fail this diet. When in reality, it's like, well, really, I'm here to learn what's in my food and learn what's going to work for me. And there's no failing. There's just doing and learning. It gets better for sure. So to end off this podcast, guys, what would be advice you'd give to other fit babes who aren't sure if they can achieve their goals or maybe are fearing beginning their weight loss journey? Because they're like, I don't know if this is worth it for me to really take this first step and begin tracking my calories and, and just you know, making changes so they can feel more confident in their body. What would you say to those women? So for me, I think it's what we just talked about, that it won't happen until you get the right mindset.
2: You can drop weight, but it won't last. So for me, that means learning about why I'm eating what I'm eating, not just like the numbers of what's on my plate. And and then the second aspect was finding a group of people who could support me because being alone in my weight loss journey has just contributed to my past failures for sure. And I know that I'm not the only person that's having this like aha moment because I keep hearing it on these calls and seeing it in the Facebook group. So I don't feel like I'm being ridiculous about being horny about this because everybody seems to have the same like... And not exactly the same realization, but everybody's having a realization that's clicking in their head and something's changed. So I don't think until that happens that unfortunately you're really going to have a sustained
0: like lifestyle change. Bold statement, obsessed. I love it. Sarah,
1: what would you add? I would agree with, with Mallory. I think you just have to think about what you're willing to commit to and really work on your mindset and and think, is this that time when I want to do this? Because it's a long process that continues for a while. And I've accepted that it's not going to be something where I lose like five pounds a day because that's not sustainable for me and for probably anyone. And come to realize that this slow and steady progress is really the way to go because I want to keep it off. And I think that if that's, that's where someone is at and they... Are willing to put into that work and be accountable to other people because having the small group with the accountability has really driven me a lot. Because you know, as Justice Mallory, I am a perfectionist and I fear failure. And knowing that I'm showing up to these women multiple times a week and and they're supporting and encouraging and motivating has really been the driving force for me on top of my own decision to become accountable to myself. And so, if that's something that someone feels like they have in them, then I think this is a good choice for them and they should do it that's so amazing and
0: i'm I'm so corny but I'm thinking I mean obviously you guys going through law school and I'm just thinking of me even in college or grad school like you have your friends that are like your rider dies you don't go through that experience alone you at least have one classmate where you're like either complaining or asking for motivation or you need help from and I mean the same goes with weight loss I don't know why it is the norm in our culture to be like let's not talk about weight let's not talk about how we feel let's you know bottle it up but then let's invest all this money in these programs that are advertised online that make you buy like these crazy food products and shakes and stuff. It's like, why don't we all have a conversation? And it's wild because you guys are all coming together. And it's like, oh my god, like all of us were looking around as I'm doing a face for, for Mallory and Sarah here. It's like you all look around and you're like, oh my god, we're all struggling with the same thing. And we didn't know we were struggling because we're not t- When in reality, all of us have been there, done that. And if we actually just came together and, you know, conquered this shit together, excuse my French guys, you'd be successful and you'd win, right? And you have that support. So I love that. This has been so amazing, guys. Any other last little bits of details or
1: inspiration you want to leave with the sorority nutritionist community? I think for me, it's just, if you want to hop into Lauren's program, it's been the best decision I made during the quarantine because it's kind of realigned my health goals and helped, this is going to sound cheesy, helped me kind of put myself first for once. I work a lot and I have my children and I love them and my husband, of course, and I put myself second or third a lot of times. And this has kind of helped me realign to where, you know, my health and my happiness are important for my family's health and happiness. And it's kind of helped me readdress my mental attitude about everything. And it's funny because I was thinking about how long it took me to join Lauren's program. In fact, I stopped following you on Instagram, Lauren, because I was like, no, no, like try to do this yourself. You can do it on your own. And then if you can't do it on your own, then maybe you can try it again. But then I like saw you link to someone else's post and I restarted following you again. And I was like, This has been calling to you and this is the time to make the jump. So
0: (laughs) that is the, I have never had a client share that with me before. I did have a client recently who's like, Lauren, I followed you for literally like eight months before I like even reached out to like message you and like even introduce herself or whatnot after some stuff. But that's funny. (laughs) Just followed then came back and was like, damn, I'm doing this. That's amazing. Epic."
2: (laughs) I'm still laughing about the unfollow moment. That's great.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I this. Oh my goodness. Any, anything else you'd leave the listeners with, Mallory? I think it comes back to the,
2: the first thing that I talked about, which is for me, it's learning that self-care isn't just bubble baths and face masks. Like working out and making myself feel better about what I'm eating isn't a chore. Like, I now actually really feel good about that. So I'm, I'm lucky that I do.
0: That is the most epic quote. You guys are filled with like the most epic inspiration today. I love this. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. This was so amazing. Thank you for your time and inspiration. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for having us looking to lose 10, 20 or 30 pounds. You are not alone. I've transformed women to become fit babes all around the world with my proven method. Apply for my group coaching program at the sorority nutritionist.com.